When you partner with Axon, you immediately gain access to a full range of products and solutions designed to meet the complex needs of today's grower. We carry all major brands and sizes of tires and wheels. We specialize in large diameter wheels for large equipment. We have one of the largest OEM replacement wheel inventories in North America. Known for extreme flotation setups, duals, and triples, we have wheels for all makes and models of tractors, sprayers, combines, and grain carts. If we don't have the wheel in stock, we'll custom build, sandblast, and paint in-house. There isn't a more vast inventory in North America dedicated to helping dealers move more iron. With facilities on the West Coast and in the heart of the Midwest, leverage our 230,000 square feet of indoor inventory to solve any problem a grower may have. Move more iron with Axon. Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast. This edition of the Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by these great sponsors. Axon started out of a passion for keeping agriculture moving. Imagine having 100 years of tire and wheel knowledge in your back pocket the next time you sell a piece of ag equipment. To find more or become an Axon dealer, please visit axontire.com. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 for all your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. No matter how you buy your ag equipment, whether it's from a dealer, an auction, or a private party, Ag Direct can help you finance it. You can even apply online to agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com. TractorZoom has access to over $20 billion in heavy equipment sales data. TractorZoom's Iron Comps is the industry's trusted solution for transparent equipment values and auctionable pricing insights. This podcast is brought to you by Anvil AppWorks. The Dealer Connect CRMI app with integrated inventory management is an affordable Salesforce-based solution for your dealership. Create connected customer experience and transform how you work. Moving iron in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Moving iron time and time again. Through the years you'll find us here. Moving Iron. Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast number 343. This edition of Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by TractorZoom. TractorZoom has access to over $20 billion in heavy equipment sales data. TractorZoom's Iron Comps is the industry's trusted solution for transparent equipment values and optimal pricing insights. Why do you think I'd have that memorized by now? I am Casey Seymour here, and we are going to discuss uh, what's going on in the sprayer market here with Andy Campbell. He's got uh, another... Uh, issue here of what's happened in the marketplace. And I think sprayers are a really interesting one to pay attention to. I think if there's any one machine segment out there that during the uh, uh, supply chain issues we saw in 21 and 22 that really got affected, I think sprayers was one of them. Uh, sprayers seemed like they had an issue uh, just with a lot of different things when it came to solution pumps, when it came to boom components, when it came to uh, just tank things i mean whatever it was there seemed like there's always something popping in and out on the sprayer side of the business so uh, i think you're going to see some of that reflected here a little bit as we move forward the one thing i will say I will, uh, as we move forward through uh how application equipment is, is looked at um and we'll talk a little more about this when we get over to the planner side but i think as you start looking at some of these uh sprayer upgrades that we're starting to see um 
more and more manufacturers are coming together with a um, an upgrade kit part of the machine that's coming through there. And I, I really am, am thinking that you're going to see a lot more machines like sprayers that don't um, continually to see a trade cycle, but an upgrade of technology. And I think we're going to see some of that here. And I think as these numbers that we're starting to see right now, we're, we're going to start uh, tracking some of these numbers. And I think we're going to see less and less numbers on the market as we move forward. Um, now we could see a bit of a ballooning here in 23 and 24, but I, I would say that long-term less machines are going to come to the marketplace. So that's my two cents there on that. I'll see what Andy's got to say on his with this presentation here. So let's take a look at it. Casey and Aaron, welcome to Tractor Zoom's world headquarters. And I've got some February spare data that I'd like to break down with you. Uh, let me zoom out here and look at all the spare data. It looks like we've softened a little bit coming off of December highs, obviously. Uh, but even when we compare it with the year over year, you know, this February we have 50 for auction, 206 average for dealership. Let's move that back to Last February, dealership pretty much looks to be about the same. Obviously, we peaked a little bit later in this year when the supply chain problems were at their peak, uh, but auction sitting at 68. Now, seems a little weaker at 50 here in February, um, but the devil's always in the details. And so let's dive into that. So for zero to a thousand hours, you know, last February. So I want, to, I want to point out one thing as I was looking at this graph and that struck out to me a little bit here is if you look at where these points are now and what they looked like um, as let's see if I can get back just a little bit and get away from um, some of the things here. So if you're taking a look at this, at this, the widening of where we're at here. So if you look at this distance to this distance here and you look at this distance to this distance here, um, I, I, they're about the same as I guess is the point I'm trying to make. As you look at these, as it narrows here, where we saw again a constraint of a little bit of, of things happen, but it starts to narrow, then it starts to get wide. And where we're at now, um, coming out of that midsummer time frame, where we saw a lot of machines that were ready to be used that weren't available yet, um, there was a, a, a fairly decent run in the market here, and we and we saw that take place, and. As these things move along, what we're seeing to look at now here, I would say auction value <clears throat> is the one thing that I'm paying close attention to and, and where we're at. But again, if this is the, the seasonality of the time that we're in right now. This is a good a selling time for um, for sprayers, but a lot of places where they would be top dressing right now, they're they're in a, uh, the crop's not in the best shape. So there could be some of that playing into that as well. A little bit coming off of December highs, obviously. Uh, but even when we compare it with the year over year, you know, this February we have 50 for auction, 206 average for dealership. Let's move that back to last February. Dealership pretty much looks to be about the same. Obviously, we peaked a little bit later in this year when the supply chain problems were at their peak. Uh, but auction sitting at 68. Now seems a little weaker at at 50 here in February. Uh, but the devil's always in the details. And so let's dive into that. So for zero to a thousand hours, you know, last February, auction sent over 200 dealership at 341. Dealership sees, seems to increase here a little bit, probably a price drag pulling up uh, the auction market though. Again, high variability, probably not seeing a lot of these uh, this February. 
uh, at auction. And so with that variability, just comes you get the highs and lows, pulling that average all over the place. You know, and as you get older into these machines, the value drops considerably. So you've got a thousand to two thousand hours. Last February, auction just under a hundred, dealership at 213. Again, you see that variability with the auction side uh, and a little bit of strengthening in the dealership side. So we're going to break for a second. And I want to show you within the Oncoms tool because I think there's a few bit uh, more nuanced pieces of information that can tell us uh, what's going on in this market. Okay, so here we are within the Oncoms tool looking at the chemical applications category and self-propelled sprayers. Uh, with sprayers, you know, there's some seasonality with this, but we have an index specifically for self-propelled sprayers. And it's not seasonally adjusted here on the sprayers. But then if you look year over year, you know, December uh, 1.25 or last year, this December 1.38. That's roughly about a 10% increase year over year, which uh, yeah, I'd be interested on your take if that's what you saw. Uh, but that is what I'm seeing in a lot of different re regions. It's about a 10% increase across all sprayers uh, year over year. And now down here to the bottom, these three graphs here. So I would agree with what he said. I think we're seeing more sprayers show up. We're seeing more deliveries show up. We saw a lot of deliveries for sprayers happen here late, just like we saw on the combine side of it. You know, we saw a lot of uh, late season sprayers show up. And, uh, you know, a lot of machines are sitting in sheds that, that have uh, been in there for a while that have not had any hours put on them. So, I mean, I think that's a, that's a fair statement, what he's talking about there, that there are more machines being delivered. Therefore, there are more machines on the on the uh, overall um, overall uh, you know areas to buy them. Held sprayers uh, with sprayers. You know, there's some seasonality with this, but we have an index specifically for self-propelled sprayers, and it's not seasonally adjusted here on the sprayers. But then, if you look year over year, you know, December. Uh, 1.25 for last year, this December, 1.38. That's roughly about a 10% increase year over year, which, uh, yeah, I'd be interested on your take if that's what you saw. Uh, but that is what I'm seeing in a lot of different re regions. It's about a 10% increase across all sprayers uh, year over year. And now down here to the bottom, these three graphs here, the ones that I really like to dive into. Man, last year, we're looking here at this top one. Dealer price changes uh, by hours, by different hour categories for spurs. Uh, There's just so little supply out there last year. So any kind of price change really moved the market. And this dark blue was last year. It's scattered kind of all over the place. Now, what we're seeing here with this light blue and this year is more really responsive of more full market. Uh, so we've got a little bit of a price increase year over year for spurs less than 500 hours. But what I want you to notice here, and this is going to correlate with the graph below it, that we've got, you know, two to three to maybe 4% price decreases from anything from 500 to 1,000, all the way up to maybe 3,000 hours on these sprayers. This is over the past three months of price change we've seen. But look where the supply sits. So we have self-propelled sprayers listed by our range. This is a percent of a whole of what's sitting on dealership lots. And so this area up here where you saw the greatest price decreases this last month also happens to be this whole area right here in light blue. It's current. That's got their greatest amount of supply uh, on the market. And again, to draw a distinction between last year and this year, last year being this darker blue, uh, 
this is not a normal curve uh, with the supply. You know, there was a bit of a relative glut sitting here at 2,000 hours. Um, shortage right below that. It's just low volume, created a lot of variability and didn't move things through smoothly, uh, maybe like we're used to. And I think we're getting a little closer to maybe a new normal. Um, and so is this kind of washout curve that you think that we're going to have to get used to uh, for dealerships? Or is there a lot more change coming within the supply and maybe even the demand side uh, that's going to change uh, the washout curve over the next couple of years? So, so I think this, <clears throat> this is what he's talking about here kind of preps us to my earlier statement when we first opened up the podcast was that we're going to see more machines like this that that go through the cycle, but that less machines uh, ultimately show back up to be sold. And I think as you're looking at this, you, you sort of see this here. It's not like it's a big change from last year, um, but I, I'm 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 anticipating seeing a a smaller amount of machines year over year over year following this, just because of what we're seeing as far as of how washout cycles go with machines that have. I mean, you start looking at some of these machines, you start to pay. You know, five hundred thousand to seven hundred thousand, eight hundred thousand dollars for a sprayer, depending on what you have set up and and what you're doing with it, and you can get the latest technology for you know a quarter to a half of that price, depending on what you're doing to it. Um, it makes a lot of sense to keep what you have and and update the technology. And I think we're going to start seeing more and more of that happen. Um, as you as you're looking at some of the stuff as the price comes down, like he's talked about, I think again that kind of comes back to this whole. Um, scarcity premium that we've talked about more machines are, are available now than there were this time last year and and we're seeing the reflection of that in the pricing so you know supply and demand is, is working like it's supposed to interested on your guys's take on that one and then finally uh i was like going and looking at like it like like to like as much as i can do some apples to apples comparison so self-propelled sprayers here in the past month light blue being the current year and then dark blue being the same time frame last year what we're seeing at this low hour range is about a 13 and a half percent drop this range right here 12 and a half percent drop this range this difference year over year right here it's about a 10 percent drop so again a higher price drag at the lower end uh, to accommodate for the new planners that have a larger oem price increase but if you look from a percentage change here in this 2000 hour category year over year this is a 22 percent price increase Seems a little bit out of normal until you look up here and see what was actually going on last year. This happened to be where a lot of those sprayers were sitting last year in this 2000 to 2500 hour category. So, again, I think that 2000 hour sprayer, 1500 hour to 2000 hour sprayer for the longest time has been a very popular um, sprayer to uh, for hour watch people to buy. Um, Last year, there was an abnormally abnormal amount of machines on the marketplace to be out there to be sold. Now, all that being said, there might have been a bunch of machines out there to be sold. How many of them were actually available to be um, taken to the farm? That that's a whole another uh, a whole another story that we have to take a look at. I think as you look back down here at what he's talking about down here. I think it kind of goes back to what I'm I'm saying now is if you look at at the machines that are coming in and how they're coming in. And what's happening with them, you're seeing more machines not being traded and less and more machines be just being run longer than what we've seen in the past. I'm going to go back to this uh, above uh, this 500-hour machine over here that he's talking about. 
again, I think it's kind of like the combine situation we saw. There's a lot of spares out there that don't have a lot of hours on them that are that are up for that are going to be re, retraded in and and moved back through um, that have you know less than a half a season of use on them. So there's there's going to be a lot of really low hour spares out there that are going to be available and. It'd be interesting to watch to see how those play out, but I think they're going to be. I think these machines have a great opportunity of, of selling, um, just because of where we're at on pricing with new and how that compares. So I think this is going to we're going to see a, a bigger function of these machines come through uh, on that under a hundred under or sorry under a hundred hour side than, than we've seen in the past. And you know, in step, those prices were depressed probably the most. Now that's come back a little bit more in line. And so, therefore, the price has risen to maybe what would be normal or more normal in line with other categories. Uh, so, therefore, in that category, we're really seeing a big year-over-year price increase. So, general economics, uh, but it's interesting to see this actually take place um, in the real world. So, hope you guys are doing well. If you have any questions on iron comps or tractor zoom data, uh, feel free to reach out to us if you want to list. Uh, it's tractorzoom.com, and uh, we'd be happy to help any dealerships uh, get their equipment out there. Thanks, and take care, guys. All right. Thanks, Andy. That was, uh, was good stuff there. So kind of recap a little bit, you know, like you said, I mean, I think kind of what I talked about at the beginning kind of laid itself out there pretty nice as what that looked like. Again, low hour machines on the marketplace where we see stuff at low hour, um, you know, the volume of machines are starting to move. We're starting to see a lot more uh, movement in the marketplace because I think some guys are kind of settling in and, and then, you know, supply and demand is catching up there. So I think what Andy threw out there, I'm seeing a, a very similar, uh, similar pattern where uh when i look at the overall um sales data that i come up with so i think it's a good place to stop for this one i am casey seymour with moving iron podcast check me out on facebook twitter and instagram at moving iron llc you can go to linkedin at moving iron podcast and go to the moving iron podcast youtube channel which is the moving iron podcast you know youtube channel check it out there go to moving iron llc.com for everything moving iron related and uh check out the upper right hand corner check out the moving iron podcast summit page September 11th through the 13th in downtown Nashville. You'll have a we have another Moving Iron Summit coming up there. If you're interested in, in signing up for that, all the information is there. But if you need more information, send me an email at Moving Iron Podcast, MovingIronPodcast.com, and I will make sure to get back to you on that. So I want to thank the guys over at TractorZoom for putting us together, especially Andy for taking time to put all this data together and send it over to me. So with that, I'm Casey Seymour with Andy Campbell. Exxon started out folks. of a passion for out. keeping agriculture moving. Imagine having 100 years of tire and wheel knowledge in your back pocket the next time you sell a piece of ag equipment. To find more or become an Axon dealer, please visit axontire.com. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 for all your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. No matter how you buy your ag equipment, whether it's from a dealer, an auction, or a private party, AgDirect can help you finance it. You can even apply online at agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com. TractorZoom has access to over $20 billion in heavy equipment sales data. TractorZoom's Iron Comps is the industry's trusted solution for transparent equipment values and auctionable pricing insights. This podcast is brought to you by Anvil AppWorks. The Dealer Connect CRMI app with integrated inventory management is an affordable Salesforce-based solution for your dealership. Create connected customer experience and transform how you work. Moving iron in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me.
Moving on.